22 minutes on the way to 11 o'clock. Good morning if you're just locking it down to the Saturday brunch. My name is Rokas. 
And that's the sound of John John in the background, a track called Angel, taken off of an album called Sita's Grandson, which was released today, six years ago. Unfortunately enough, this morning I have with me the man himself, John John, on the inside on the Saturday brunch. Good morning, John. Morning, morning. morning. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, I'm good. Nice to have you on the Saturday brunch with me this morning. Thanks for having me. Not a problem, man. So congratulations, six years ago, mm-hmm. you dropped an album called Sita's Grandson. Yeah. How was that experience? That was a that was a good experience because I always, you know, you always want to make an album as an artist. You want to mm-hmm. complete, especially in that period of time where album was pretty much still a thing, you know? Yeah. And so albums is not a thing no more? Not so much. I mean, people still releasing albums. I still, I still listen to albums. Right. I'm not so much of a single listen, listen to singles. I rather hear body of work. A body of work, right? You know, but um, period of time, you know, I as an artist, it was it was never in, it was never my intention, or never thought I would have released an album. Mm-hmm. So when I get the opportunity through I Highway Records at the time, it was a great opportunity and complete it to finish, one, yeah, to finish and it release it, one, yeah, finish yeah. It and release it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I was kind of the first one out of the bunch. Right. So, for those of you who don't know, Highway Records is a local record company. Um, is it still? No, I don't think. No, it's not. Not no. officially. No, the no. changey. Okay. All right. So, it was a yeah. local record company. Um, it was headed by Chromatics and Stuart, Stuart Fortune. Yeah. And these guys uh signed a couple hip hop R and B artists mm-hmm. and local hip hop R and B artists and put out some work. Um. I think they had a, a fairly successful run. We I mean, had a it wasn't. Up to that point. It wasn't, you know, major success like life. I mean, it changed a lot of lives, yeah. but it wasn't like, yeah. you know, su- sustainable. I guess because it's no longer. So how was? I mean, how was that? How was that experience of being on the highway records as it, a young artist? It was. It was good. It was good. The camaraderie between all the artists. Mm-hmm. I mean, we came like a family at the end of the day. So me, Lil Saint, Keen. Um, and um Stuart. Right. So it became a, a family at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bebo was there at the time. Yeah. Punisher come true. Right, right. So I meet a lot of lot of artists too. We end up started working with DLL who became mainly the producer on, on this album. Okay. Except for that song. Um <laughs> which was done by Tracks Dash Rest in Peace. Um so yeah, it became a, a family thing and became something that I I liked doing. Mm-hmm. Um so I liked going to the studio. I liked, you know. So it wasn't like a job where I was, I was um, God, I'm feeling to go to work today. Yeah, but it was a job. It was, it was a, a full time job. job. It was a full time job, and I was loved going to the studio. I loved creating. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I discovered how much I liked creating at that point, because before that I, w- I would be featured, like I was doing a lot of features on rap- rapper songs. Mm-hmm. So um, tell me, tell me how you got into this into this business in the first place. Oh well, um. In 19, like go back to the start, in 1996, <laughs> I just left school. I didn't like singing anything in school, like singing in competitions and things like mm. that. Um, but there were some guys in the neighborhood that was just at the end of, or ending up of Chris Kiddy Caravan. Caravan days, right. There was a group called Goose Music Firm. Goose Music yeah, Firm? Yeah. Right. With a, a friend of mine named Goose. Okay. Um, they used to have a house. And I, I used to lie there with his brother. Right. And I didn't know like they was into music and thing like that, you know. And they had like a bunch of artists used to come there, like on a weekly basis. And just kind of they had this group, that group, that group. So everybody wanted to be part of like the next wave because right. um, 
the general grants and the black males and um at a clan and all these things were successful at the time mm-hmm. home front right so everybody now want to be everybody want to run down by csb and everybody yeah, wants to record and everybody want the opportunity yeah. to be part of the next week because i mean of that course. whole local wave inspired a lot of people in the in the hood <sighs> right so you know we, where that could go right um, we go and we will go we will go just now go yeah, ahead i send so, your story first so i went to the house at data lime and i seen with thing going on music going on but i singing to myself home mm-hmm. in your bathroom and i seen the fellas i could sing and sing and so what do you mean you could sing <laughs> thing, thing. what are you talking about thing i sing something for me now and i remember singing um tevin campbell's song i'm ready i said i'm ready do you probably the other one so I'm ready. Could be that one too. I can't remember what one exactly, but right. at Tevin Campbell. At Tevin Campbell. And it was blown away. And I was like, okay, you come on and join the fool now. You mm-hmm, go, mm-hmm. Go, I end up adding, was added to this group called um, Black Ambition. Okay. Yeah, so it was me, a guy called Sheldon Noel, and his brother Virgil Noel. Mm-hmm. So they were singers. Right. So it was kind of this somewhat boys and men like kind a of. quartet kind of. Kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah, yeah. of Bell Blive Devoe kind of vibe. <laughs> so. And um, so we just did had our groups had a group called Kings of Origin, mm-hmm. which I ended up being part. I of. I know Kings of Origin, right? So right. I ended up being part of that in the end, right? Um, but they had so real people in Kings of Origin, had, and it had two. It was two, and then they added me at some point. It was Gettys Gettys King, right? And, right. And Gettys King and um oh I forget the other guy name, Lester B. Lester B was a bad, bad, bad lyricist, yeah. like. Bungee level lyricist. Where is he now? What, what happened? Working security. Uh, he has a family, so he's kind of not in the music thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's also unfortunate how that has happened, huh? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the music. But he do was a bad. He was like one of the baddest chanters in the in the bunch. Yeah. You know, Gettys was bad too. Gettys Gettys was a songwriter. But he's into production and he, stuff yeah, now. Yeah, he's. St- I remember he started production around that time. Right. So I remember going by him, and he's working in, in um, Reason. Right. <laughs> you know, working in Reason and, and, and doing things like that. So. I know he does. I think he does movies. He does. Um, yeah, he has scope, his own yeah. studio. He has his own studio. I know he did some movies with, with um, Brave Boy as yeah. well along the way. Yeah. Right. So you you join up with these guys and you're singing. Singing. And, and that's just in and around. Well, you're from John John, right? I'm from Lamont. Simbabwe. So why your name is John John? Well, my father's name is John, like and I'm assuming because you know they wanted to distinguish between who. When I went primary school, people started calling me John John. I don't know if it was because of Sesame Street <laughs> or the fact that my mother used to call me John John in the house. So I don't know. Uh, what it was. So the differentiate between you and your father, your mother called you John yeah, John. Yeah. So why didn't just name you something else? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why people do that. I oh, my name is John. I'm going to name my son John. I don't know what. My father's name is John. Thankfully, he didn't name me John. Oh, good. Yeah. Pressure. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was it. Um, so when did you decide you wanted this to be your, your job, your career, your, your. Well, yes, it kind of was doing that. And then, um, I got this opportunity to join this choir in 1997 or 98. In 1998, called Youth Pulse, mm-hmm. right? So a guy in the same Goose Music firm right. was part of that choir, and he invited me to come along. Mm-hmm. It was a gospel choir. So before this, you had no formal music training. No. Okay. It was all just singing Tevin Campbell. Singing right. Tevin Campbell. Singing <laughs> so um, 
I went to Youth Pulse one day and I he left and I never looked back. Mm-hmm. So that whole choir environment and singing with a bunch of different peoples and understanding harmonies and melodies well, and real real good. Yeah. Like, I went there and was like C singer in the group. Of course. So, you know reaching the big leagues. Yeah, so, you thought you could um, sing. This this guy was part of was part of H2O flow. Um who does the anthem on sessions on um no fridge? No, um oh he left. Ori was part of of Youth Pulse. Charlene uh, and Kelly was part of Youth Pulse. That's too intrigued. Too intrigued. Right. Um a bunch of people that pass and yeah. Vanessa Briggs who do mm-hmm. and who do gospel now, yeah. vocal training. So a lot of them was part of Youth Pulse. So the caliber musicians or singers was pretty high. Was high. Yeah. And he was doing vocal training at the time. So we did some Ori? No, the leader of the group was still in Gitans at the time. Okay, right. Um, so he was doing like vocal, vocal training, training proper and, training with everybody. And he was, you know, going out and perform and yeah. he was working on an album and first time I ended up no, not first time, probably second or two time I ended up in a studio in late night working on tracks and mm-hmm. so it was a real, real good experience. I remember going away in nineteen ninety eight, the plan of staying and was missing quite so much I I was like, nah. New York is not <laughs> New York. New York is not the place for me. Yeah, well New York was New York was an experience too. Uh, yeah. What did you go to New York for? I went um I just went to my mom my sister was saying at the time and I just went so to, to vacation. To vacation. Okay, okay. And thinking, okay, let me see I'm gonna see what's the music about and Yeah, in know. New York. And I remember my cousin was working for Motown and she was like a secretary in mm-hmm. the Manhattan office. I remember meeting like Bev um which one was yeah one of them one, one of them, them from Belvedere. Yeah, one of them the, one the, me leader so, right so much. anyway and i went i was singing in the bathroom and a guy come in hey this guy singing singing mm. mid you know mid bathroom duties <laughs> so i carried the jump out and you know i remember going in a room and see shelved artists yeah a room full of this album yep shelved artists. and that's one of the things that's the scariest things about the music industry and it was a wake-up call one of, one of one of my wake up calls in the music industry like mm-hmm. okay this is not just as you see it on because t- everybody thinks it's just why you don't go away and, and and sing and you'll make everybody it everybody's want to leave Trinidad because yeah. they go make it yeah you know everybody so what has happened are we tell me then since you had the perspective directly right yeah tell me what it is you saw that made you change your mind or it's, realize that it was not as, as clear cut as it sees on TV it's mm-hmm. not just you have a talent and People will see it and, and like it. Because we all had that perception growing up. You're, mm-hmm. you're talented. People see you talented. And then... They find you in a gas station. Gas station. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You'll make it. You know? It won't sound like that. You're good. You're going to make it. You know? It's not a matter of being good. Because everybody good in their own way. Yeah. I guess. And there's, everybody has something. You know? What so makes I don't, you special? I, I don't... I, I'd always... But you could rehearse sing or this person could rehearse sing. And yeah, a lot of people have talent. Mm-hmm. Is way you do with it. And... What kind of relationships you build and, and so i think the relationships is the most important part one of the major mm-hmm. reasons yes okay. talent is is good and talent. what about work work ethic work ethic too i mean some a lot of people working hard and still and then building relationship because they're too busy working hard not they're too busy working hard not everybody cut for talking to people not this yeah because so sometimes, sometimes a lot of is a, is a lot of BS. BS. It's real BS. And you had to be able, some people can't do it. Some people can't. And you see, I and know. I think that that's one of the parts of our industry that I've always said is lacking, right? Is mm-hmm. those people who are able to speak the corporate language mm-hmm. as well as understand the musician's perspective. Mm-hmm. Because most times musicians aren't 
aren't capable of of hiding their real feelings mm-hmm. in order to please whatever little ego. I you personally have. can't hide my feelings in general. Like, <laughs> like I wear my heart on my sleeve. Really. Yeah. Um. So it's hard for me to do some of that. Yeah. Like, have you learned to do any of it at all? I have. Yeah. I have done. Has it benefited you? Um. Somewhat. Somewhat. I mean, I have somewhat some success. You know, I'm not saying it's what I think it should be, but I have had some success, and then because I've I know where where I'm wanted. You found your niche. I found my niche. I know right. where. Okay, I can. And where I is can, that niche? Um, I have found that as much as I'm a good vocalist, I'm a good writer, mm-hmm. um, and I could fit anywhere. So I can do the hip hop thing. Mm-hmm. I can do the jazz thing. Mm-hmm. I could even do the rock thing. Mm-hmm. I could even to the R&B thing or the the you know you could do the soccer thing I could do that is the only thing that I have not <laughs> yet found my lane and I'm trying to I have been about, trying to what about Calypso that is the thing I was saying okay if I have to do that I'm gonna that's the first thing I'm gonna I'm gonna enter problem with that is writing it mm-hmm. so I've, I talked to who I was talking to last year I was talking to Chucky mm-hmm. so you could write a if anybody can, if you can, can, if you can write a calypso for me, you know. But why do you try and write one for yourself? No, but every time I sit down, it just sound bad. Like. So then, why do you try and get somebody to write one with you yeah. rather than for you? Yeah. So and the only reason I say that is because you know, well, the older calypsonians always, they always um, there's always a big fight between you know writers versus singers, mm. and, you know, all that. And know we have it in in every, every aspect of yeah. the industry, mm. every genre of the industry. But I think it's a valuable skill to have. Um, people always talk about like let me say Marshall for mm-hmm. example right he's the king of soca blah 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 right and they say he don't write his own music but my Marshall isn't only writing credits for his music right because he understands the structuring and the and he understands what makes his song the song, song yeah. right so um I think it's a va- like Super Blue always says you know if you if you learn to write it's much better than me writing you and writing and giving and Fian says it all the time like a mm-hmm. father teacher write your own songs so you don't depend on nobody mm-hmm. you understand and you can express what you feel as an artist on the outside mm-hmm. um, if, if that form comes but, in so but I think I think, um, I think if I get enough experience with I guess you say no a songwriter yeah. who does Calypso yeah. because to me I don't want to do anything that songs Forced. cliched you're fake yeah, yeah, or because yeah. or, or, there's a structure yeah dun, 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 can I tell you I hate dun, that people think that there's a structure yeah. I, feel I, like, I, I, I feel like what Black Stalin did, what Shadow well, did, what, what Chuck uh, did. The names that the names that you call in there is the exception to the rule. Are they? Yeah, I think so. But they were also. I the think Shadow was to, top. to me. Shadow David Rudder mm-hmm. was like growing up. I was like, this is it. This is the wave. This is yeah. where Calypso is gonna be. Where Shadow that period where he did Poverty is Hell and, and the, oh, that, that 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 section there. Yeah. And everybody was in tuned. I was thinking, okay, this is... Yeah. And then to me, every time I look at the match, it's always back to... Yeah. And I recently, I was working Kaiso Blues as the song engineer. Right. Or song guy, whatever you want to say. Right. Um, he was doing song. I was doing Kaiso song Blues, at right. Kaiso Blues. And a couple tenths was doing... And I would hear everybody come up and basically just doing that. That's that that structure. And I, call it, I call it the chocolate style. Yeah, yeah. chocolate style of yeah. of, of calypso. calypso and it's quite annoying. And there's always this okay, anything else outside of that is not calypso. Not kaiso, yeah. is, you know. But I don't want to do that. 
you, I, I played a voice song earlier, um, Smile, mm. the name of the song. And it, I don't know. It's, it was released this year, 2019. Mm. And to me, it's pure Kaiso. It's pure Kaiso. I mean, people think of it as, he says Kaiso, Kaiso, on the song, mm. but it, it, it be vibes, it have vibes, it have things, it's jiggy. Mm. You know, and it's just like the to me the calypsos that I like I love growing up like Black Stalin and, mm-hmm. and the shadows and, and the, the things that are a little bit of you know, vibes mm-hmm. in the in the music. Um six minutes before eleven o'clock. John, you're you open to taking some phone calls with us this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we have plenty of things to discuss. We still have some some more time. So yeah. let's see who's on the outside there. Hello, good morning. Talk City ninety one point one. Yeah, um morning. I, I want to talk to you on this man who organized the um forum in South. Um Nah, that's, the, that's the wrong station. You had to call, uh, call back the, the head, the office, the main office, and you will get through with somebody there. That, um, that's Sweet 100 Parang and Saudi mm. talking about what's happening this evening. So you can maybe call back the, I think it's 624141 and ask for Mark or one of them. Uh, they should be, actually, the PBX will be able to help you out. Sorry. Yes, John. Um, sorry. So we were saying. The music coming up, um, you writing, you're doing all the different genres and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, you, so you, I, I guess you do sound engineering mm-hmm. as well. Is one of the things that you do. Yeah. Um, what other skills do you dabble in and play with besides singing and the sound engineering? Um, well, I do photography uh, mm-hmm. with Lime TT, make up Justin and them. Um, I do a bit now. I started to produce my own songs. Ah, so I um, but it's more lo-fi hip-hop kind of vibe. Okay, and some trappish stuff too, and, and I'm trying to, you know, learn the the bits and pieces of Ableton. Ableton boy, yeah, everybody's so, best friend. Yeah, I I cause I started with Reason Five first, mm-hmm. and then um, started doing Ableton. And I was like, okay, this this is I could do all kind of thing with this boy. I could. Yeah, Ableton is Making fun. Song weird. Uh, Ableton is a is a programming program, a, a mm. beat making program, a, a sequencer program. Mm. Uh, for those of you who do not know what Ableton yeah. is, um, and producers, a lot of producers use it more more frequently. For, 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 yeah, um, these live. days, yeah. for playing live, but also for production. I know yeah. System Thirty Two, for example, they they use it in their production. Mm. A lot of the EDM DJs tend to use it because yeah. um, it makes for easier workflow. Sometimes for some of them, um, I think I found out Kevin Hamilton, that Kevin Hamilton that you sang. You know? mm-hmm. Is it Can We Talk? Yes. Can ah, we talk? boy. So let's take in that one as we take it all the way to the top of eleven o'clock right here, can Talk City, yes. ninety-one point one FM. We have John John, and this is the song John audition to start his music career. <laughs> So we were talking about your journey, and we got to youth pulse. pulse. Yeah, right. That's the choir. Yeah, the choir. Uh huh. So after that, what happened? Um. Well, that came and it disbanded in two thousand. Or yeah, two thousand. The whole choir just yeah, disbanded. Yeah, the, the leader and I believe went to go to the um the states and um, party so done. That party done. Right. You know. Um. And I was in flux for a bit. You know, singing around the place, but I wasn't doing anything creative. Yeah. Um, so there was periods of time where we'd just be singing. And then um, I came upon 
I was working with this this guy, and he had he had a hip hop group called Dredren. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I just it's a kind of cool name. I like, yeah, I really like Dredren it. was Dredren. Uh, one of the one of the bigger hip hop acts at that time. Yeah, um, big up Mario Sargent and Baddy. So I started hanging out with that 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 bunch. And Body started a label called Body Productions. Right. And um, the first time I started actually writing. Oh, no. Ooh, I'm messing up my timeline a bit. <laughs> it happens, it happens. It happens. You live, you're out here living, you're out here yeah, living. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was working on some music. Right. And so there are okay. plenty of different things happening at the same time. Back kinda. again to Zimbabwe's, there was this bunch of guys working on music again. Mm-hmm. And this my partner said, but you you just sing John, why why you not part of this? I said, What are you talking about? And I ended up going on by them. Big up to Goat, Zimbabwe, and they was working on hip hop. Mm-hmm. So they had some guy from Curep, one called T Fifth. And he was working on this this rap song and I did a feature and did a song. They did a hip hop beat with Shadi, Cherish Day, remix it and right. kind of and I did a song called Cherish Day. And everybody like and he featured the T Fifth guy from Curep. Um, Big Abraham Gully Trace, and he featured it on the end of his mixtape or whatever. Right. And Bebo heard it. Right. Um, Bebo heard it, and he, I think he played it for Matix or something like that. And Matix kind of. Um, but in that time period, as, as I was Body Records, and I, would, I did a couple songs with them, mm-hmm. was former label, mm-hmm. I recorded some stuff. And I did that with the T fifth guy and Bebo healed it and Bebo played informatics. And came they was working on business of art. Right. The album. Mm-hmm. And Matics wanted me to feature on some called the grind. Mm-hmm. With um with called the grind with um Gazi Gates. Right, 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 and right. And I right. featured on that song and then that period I working in the studio with them, Stuart came and asked me, you know, a formula label. Oh, I think I recorded Cold Blooded before. Cold Blooded as well, I remember that one too. We recorded Cold Blooded and right. he asked if Stuart asked if we formed this label, would you sign? I was like, I ain't doing nothing. Might as well. But you didn't just say it was another label with the body guys? Yeah, but that kind of, that kind of dismantled. It fell apart. Yeah, it okay. fell apart okay. in the sense of, yeah, that just came and went. So there was a bunch of different things happening. So would you say there was, a, there was a movement, a hip-hop movement that was happening around that yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, it always had a hip-hop. But they always yeah. had a branch of hip hop, but it was never really popularized. It was kind of um, underground. Some, yeah, somewhat. It was always underground because had a, uh, used to have like parties in Chagonas in um, I forget this club. Um, but they used to have hip hop parties. It was more hip hop. Well, men just head nodding kind of vibe. You know, it was more <laughs> da. Yeah. It wasn't uh, like a chill. Like, like, a a chill how, like how, how, how trap houses now. There's a bunch of d- different people, women, and like. I mean, always had women, but I mean, like it was more grimy, kind of. It was dark. Yeah, um, dark time. So that was around just before. So Dredgen, it was the period where Dredgen was like the name, right? And then there was the period where um, Spot Rushers was that was after, was the big after name, that. right? Right. So hip hop was always a thing, and I was always a fan of hip hop mm-hmm. from nineteen. And always a fan of local hip hop always a fan of local hip-hop okay. and hip-hop in general you okay. know yeah um so i was always part of i was i just called myself the highland like i was always been around for every ever every period of hip-hop it had yeah i was all around right either doing something or you, th- you think it was around for the ones before you too no nah, i wasn't <laughs> but i heard about it actually right 
Yeah. Um, right. So after you you did the, the stuff with Armatics and mm. with Stuart and them with with Harry Records and you joined, and then. Well, that then came, your album Seattle Grandson came out of that deal. Um, and then going out of Seattle's Grandson now, I mean you've well, you said Highway Records has been disbanded, so mm. it's no more. And what's what's hap- what happens to John John now? Um, I was just in flux again. Yeah. Um, so I'm without management. Well, not so much because Ro- Justin was still sort of co-managing. Justin from Lime TT, yeah. yeah, right. Um, but I was in flux. I wasn't really making any music, mm-hmm. and um, kind of lost the zeal to promote the album, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you reach that point where you're kind of just okay. Frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I decided okay, let me. Um, do some music education. I started. Went to. Uh, I went to ap- apply for uh, the Bachelor of Performing Arts in UTT, mm. and um, I remember going there and going with Angel and and on tracks and performing for the the audition audition. And um, she asked me to do something. Who's she? The the the, the person was interviewing person was, you. Was a doctor or something, but she died recently, and I can't remember name. Um, but she asked me to sing something in some scale. I can't remember what it was. Sing something in some scale, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> was it was it Pat Bishop? You talking? No, it was Pat okay. Bishop. I would have remembered Pat Bishop. All right, yeah. that's all I wanted. All, right. yeah. all right, go ahead. Um, so she asked me to sing a sing scale. something in some scale or pr- something in some scale and so, some chord structure, something like and that. You and you know about them thing? I had no idea. Yeah. Said so, you just said I didn't get through that course. Oh, oh, for real? Because yeah. they didn't know that they didn't get through. I don't clothes. know. I, I'm assuming that what it was, okay. or there was, they had enough, or they didn't. I don't know what the reason I didn't get okay, through. Okay, okay. But to my mind, mm-hmm. we'll say I need to know certain what things. Yeah. Because you, know? you know you could sing, but you need to know what you're doing. Yeah, the mechanics behind what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And I started saying, okay, for me to to take it to whatever next level or whatever level, I need, I need to dig in and and go. And I did. A couple courses on Coursera, mm-hmm. um, basic music courses, and um, I went by Michael Tong and we was doing, we was trim. He said, we were trim how to play keys, you know, well, at least accompany myself. Basic, yeah, yeah, yeah. And songs, knowing, okay, one chord, two chord, three chord. Whatever. So you could understand what you're doing. I could understand what I'm doing. And, um, and then the opportunity came, ar- came around to do the music technology. I was like, okay, um. I always wanted to know to produce. I mean, I play around with Fruity Loops before, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to know how to, you know, the basics behind it. So, again, I wasn't doing anything creatively. I wasn't making any music. Right. Um, also, I mean, I did features here and there um, on hip-hop tracks, as usual. Yeah. They always called me to do whatever feature. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided to do that, and here I am making music. I mean, I've always had opportunity to, to feature on tracks and, and whatever, but now I'm starting to actually focus on doing an album. I have been working on an album since 2016. Right. But now when you're getting produce some more, it's like you have a t- 200 and something, full of 200 and something beats, you don't know how they end up. Oh, yeah. That struggle is real. That struggle is I real. I did some stuff with you too uh, at your home. I can't remember what it was. You did something with Tim Star. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. It was like that. It's like, but that was a that was a, a beat that um that was that existed already. Yeah. It was an Amy Winehouse beat, I think. I it remember was. what it was. Yeah, with but, some star. I remember that. I remember yeah, that. but so I always have that. Yeah. 
and the then features. Yeah, that was that period of time when I was okay. That was that period of time when I was working with Jackie was doing some stuff, mm-hmm. and I was featured like on some performances. Was me, Desi, and so all them things was existing parallel to yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so I always perform and even learning traumatics. Um, so that's how the whole life performance came about. Um, nobody wasn't booking here, so, yeah. so you had to create your own shows. Yeah, create your own shows, own and shows. sometimes um, this place on on Travis Road was existing. La Casa de Ibiza. La Casa de Ibiza. I remember and that place. John, big up John Mark Amy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John Mark just opened my new place on um, on the avenue stages as well. Look yeah. up for live music happening there as well. So. Um, we decided started performing live and started playing performing a live band. It was mm-hmm. Bebo, Candice who plays bass rock now. Candice who plays with um, Nadia Batson band about buzz rock. About buzz rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was Bebo uh, my was my first live show and I just get hooked on like performing with bands like right. I like I just don't want to perform on tracks anymore. I know you perform in a lot of jazz festivals. Yeah. So, um so you is that is that where that transition went from? Yeah, that's a transition from performing a live band, performing some of the songs from the album. Yeah. Well I used to perform all the songs from the album or most of the songs from the album. One or two covers in between. Right. And um that kinda grew from and then Ibiza the the um SOE came about and just killed the whole yeah. scene. Kill a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Again, we was in flux, and then some places had to open up, and yeah. started to perform live again, and it reached a point where started to perform with Dio Bajidi, which is Baba and, and, and Madupe. Madupe, and that kind of. Cause they had a group called Rhythmic Roots, and I remember saying, "I want to be part of this because this vibe so nice." So me, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's soulful. It's it's, it's it's so me, and I learned a lot from Baba and Madupe, um, and their father. Yeah, um, you know, and I started performing with them. And you know, so I kind of get entrance introduced to the to the jazz world through um, used to do some things by drink for anybody the, the thing what it was. So I kind of get introduced. Nine was wanted to be part of the, the jazz scene from being observing it. You know. Okay. So tell me about about the new song on my way. Um, that was done. That was done with um Philip Taylor. Um, he had this thing he. Uh, Philip Taylor, that's Taylor Made? Taylor Made, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize um, he produced the song. Yeah, he produced the song. Okay. Um, they had this, I guess, promotion where they was doing productions for a movie or whatever. They mm-hmm. were going to shop into a movie. And so you, um, so you pay whatever money and you, you, um, you get a production and they shop it for, for a movie and whatnot. whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I teamed up with some people from class. From UCT, uh, music, because mm-hmm. they, they, they say like do the thing. I was like, eh, too sure about this whole, you know, song like gas now. <laughs> you know? so, That's just your jaded mind talking, yeah, sir, from your like, yeah. several years of experience, uh, experience in the industry. So like, it's like, nah, well, I saw like, alright, surely how, 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 how. How do you think this run? Mm-hmm. I don't mind. Is I mean, we splitting the, the cost anyway. Yeah, so. split the cost and split the the profit as well. Yeah, so. Let's um do it. Okay. And we went into the studio by Marty and he started playing guitar and I came up with the hook or the, the vibe of the song and mm-hmm. I, wrote, I wrote it like the, the same night. Okay. And I recorded it and And I see that on the on the artwork it says John Squared. Yeah. Is that what you what that you is that is sort of like um massage affairs, like like my <laughs> <laughs> like my um my um 
Your alter ego. Alter ego. So what but, it is? But but John John is already John squared. Yes. So it's the same thing. It's all the same thing. It's all the same. It's all the same thing because what I what I realize is like going on Spotify or Apple, mm-hmm. it's hard to search John John. Right? Yeah. John John. You only search one. Somebody John. else had a John. Somebody has a John John already. Yeah. And, um. So. Finding songs for me, I had a put actually putting in John John and the name, name of the song. song. Yeah, so I can imagine for somebody who else who don't know you, who don't know me. Yeah, yeah. it would be harder for them to we find. We just say, okay, look for John John and yeah. find it hard. So I had, I said, you know what, I'm gonna transition the name. So shall we call it John Squared from now on? Yeah, you could. Okay. You, could you could call me John Squared from now on. Uh-huh. But uh, and it's, I know it's gonna when you rebrand it, it's gonna take some time. Yeah, for people. But I would see that's the thing is I wasn't sure if it was a rebranding yeah. or not because I think on the album art it has both John yeah. John and, and John Square. So, so it's kind of AKA right now. But I would really love people if they're going for to look for the name of the songs. Look for John Square. Look for John. Squared. But the interesting thing is that John Square is not spelled normally either. Yeah, it's not spelled normally. Spell the squared for me. S K W E I R D. So it's like John is weird. Weird. So um, so it's basically to me. The music that I'm working on right now, mm-hmm. as I say, it's more lo-fi, so it's a lot of airy. Yeah, that's um, that's pop music now. Yeah, so yeah. I'm doing a lot of stuff with my vocals. Even though I play it, and I'll do some stuff with my vocals. Right, add flanges, alter it, and yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's real. The weekend, the weekend kind of vibes. Weekend kind of vibe. Yeah. Still, it's real. I I put in all kind of madness. Mm-hmm. What is it? What experimenting. I'm, yeah, so I experiment with the with the music and the sound of the music. of the sound of the music. Yeah. So it's not just like weekend, but it's it's, it's well, it's you. Yeah, it's me. But it's so, similar to so, what I said just like yeah, the, vibe, the, yeah, vibe. yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea of, of transforming um, your vocals. Vocals and, and, and doing stuff with the beats and mm-hmm. adding a weird percussion anywhere. And, and what about the story? The story of... of the, the on My on Way. On My Way. Yeah. Oh, well, I said we was writing for movies. So, the, basically, the movie was some sort of victory or some sort of struggle. Somebody, you know... Um, going through up, and, and... Coming through. So, I in my mind, this is me... And I always write about heaven and hell and angels, yeah. <laughs> even though I'm not Christian. What are you? I'm nothing. I, I don't belong to any religion. I don't. Do you believe in God? I can. It's like it's a hard question, but I thought it was a yes or no it's question. Not, it's not, it's, it's, I have not yet seen evidence of such. Well, as the whole idea, there's no evidence to show. <laughs> it's there's, faith. There's, there's, it's faith, John yeah, Square. I'm. I'm. You're lacking in faith. Probably, or I, you know. I, so a, how do you sing about heaven I mean, and hell? Nobody have never asked me that question. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks. Oh, I um, would like to. I would like to take it as a credit on my journalistic yeah, skills. Am I, am I atheist? No, I, I would not think so. Mm-hmm. Am I agnostic? Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. So, but concepts to me. So then, how how do you feel? How do you feel honest writing about heaven and hell, or about? Because the concept is. To me, these things are just um, concepts of what we go through. Right. I don't think there's a place somewhere in the sky. Mm-hmm. As Sizzler said, um, forget it, you're lying. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think there's a space in the sky or there's somewhere on the ground that it's things that we go through. And yeah. There's a place where we reach. So the, to me, the song on my way is me reaching to that place as another other self. Self actualization of a good thing. Of good? a good thing. I go for a good place. Right. But it's, yeah, you know, because we reach a point in life, I'm 40 plus now, mm-hmm. and I reach a point where things, perspectives are different. Of course. You grow you up. Know, you grow up. Yeah. And you're, you're mature to a point where 
Not that you don't care, but you don't care about a, a lot of things that you used to care before. Yeah, well, the, the impo- things, different things, things are that, important yeah, now. Yeah. Different things are important now. And mm-hmm. You reach a point where you went through hell. You went through hell. You went through... Like, I remember at the age of 20, I, I, used to, I always used to ask questions and I always used to wonder why why this is this and why this. And so there's a period between 20 and 30 that I was searching for answers. We all are. I was reading books on Hinduism and reading yeah. books on this and reading books on that. And then there's reached a point where, no, oh, this thing really makes sense to me. Mm. Yeah, there's pieces I can take from each, you know, story. Because yeah. their stories to me. If my wife here is saying that boy, she'll hang you next to me. Yeah, there yeah. are stories, and you can take <laughs> things from it. You can take things from the Bible. You can take some from the Bagwan Dikta. Take from the Quran, and yeah. you could you know, put them together. But you know what I've realized? The, what, there's one common thread that runs one. between all of them, and it's love. Yeah, it's love of yourself, love, love of your yourself. neighbor, love of your surroundings, love of the just love, sharing yeah. love and giving love is so, the one um, common message. So when people ask me if I do believe, in, it's, it's not like don't, but that concept, that that. Not in the way that normal that, that people That theological yeah. concept of one person watching over everybody and well, not person, omnipotent, omnipotent being, being that's yes. you know in charge of. So how are you in charge of someone? You're not in charge of someone. Why we have well, hungry? Nobody's not in charge happen? of anybody. People have choices that why they make. Why slavery happen? Why you know why why these things? Why this doesn't seem like fair? Somebody that's either. It's yeah, not being well managed, is it? Yeah, you know. I <laughs> have so, questions about management. I have always you have questions talk to about HR. My, I have to talk to HR like, what is going on? With all these things, you know? Um, so it's not saying something that you would say publicly. I can only imagine people what the like a, I know, say what you imagine what the Christians listening thinking right people now. People watch you like a... Yeah, the worship. It's, it's not that, that you know. It's, it's like <sighs> people, when things go bad, people blame them. When, when, yeah. when things go good, they blame they blame God and 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 and, and it's, it's it's coping. It's it's a way to it's cope. It's a way to cope. Yeah, you know? it's a way to deal and with life as it comes. And the same thing with heaven and hell. Yeah, you know, we go through bad times. Yeah, and we we, we reach a point where I'm on my way to. At the end, someone say heaven, look me, and this is why I reach that moment as then. You know. Well, let me take it in one time. Here comes John Squared. On my way is the name of the track, produced by Taylor Made. Taylor Made Productions. Yeah. Taylor Made Productions, and you said it was written by you and I, Marte. Marte? No, I was. I, I wrote the song. Who did the music? Taylor. Taylor Made. So what Marte do? He just recorded. No, he was in the studio that we recorded first. We went, went to meet. The, the meeting was there. Okay. Yeah. So the All meeting right. was there, and we. Um, we just take it from there. All yeah. right. Well, here it comes John John on my way. With the beautiful guitars, though. I must. <laughs> Lost my heaven, found myself in hell. This is where I dwell. Don't judge me, cause I'm just an angel. And this is where I fell. I'm winning, I know Cause I had no intent Of losing again 
sunlight ahead Cause these wounds so dread I won't bow my head on my Montano and Kassav Dance And I played that song Particularly because I'm cheesy And this morning uh, Well you know You guys know I've been talking to John John For the past Almost an hour now John Yeah just about an hour And joining us this morning Is a good friend of mine Miss Bridget Wilson I think you may have heard us mention her On this shift before when Val Mickey was here. Good morning, Bridget. Morning, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? I'm in a good mood, I'm good. Yeah, in a good mood, so you're good? Yeah. Uh, Alright, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, Bridget is going to join us and join the conversation. John, John is still here, John Squared. Sorry, I, you know, after... You can do, it is, it's, it's fine. You sure? It's fine. No, we have to practice changing it the right way so that people will call you by the right thing now. John Squared. It, right? Hello, John Squared, nice hi, to hi, meet hi, you. Nice to meet you, Bridget. So this is the first time you're all meeting, right? Yeah. All right. Well, the name sounds familiar, but well, yeah, 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 because it's interesting, right? I think that y'all, y'all, have been both working in your various industries. Uh, Bridget is a choreographer, um, a principal, a teacher. Uh, so you, your title at at, Met, at Caribbean School of Dance. So I'm the principal of Caribbean School the of Dance. The principal of Caribbean School of Dancing. The rehearsal director slash artistic assistant. Slash resident choreographer <laughs> for Metamorphosis Dance Company. Right. Um, I'm the choreographer for the Lost Tribe. Right. I am also a teacher at Caribbean School of Dancing. Right. And now I'm launching my own dancewear line. So you just like do sleep. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> and Bridget, how long have you been dancing? Ooh. Um, I'm going to say since I was like three or four. So you're not so, going to tell me how much nah, years that was? No, no, no. I think you know how old I am. 
It's not for me. It's not for people. People don't need to know. They don't need to know. All right. So she's been dancing for more than one decade. Let's just put it like that, right? Yeah. We could say more than two. We could even say more than two. Great. And how long have you been choreographing? Um, for the last ten years. So. So you started off as a dancer, and then you decided this is what you want to do with your life. It was not easy to decide. It wasn't. No. Um. So I was dancing. I trained at Caribbean School of Dancing as mm-hmm. a child. And then when I was a little older, I was invited to join Metamorphosis Dance Company. Mm-hmm. I was very unsure about what I wanted to do in life. Truth be told, I wanted to be a housewife. Um, this is not the what same ambition. thing. <laughs> what <laughs> ambition you had, Bridget? I really believed like my role as a woman was in the home. I don't believe that anymore. But Interesting. Um, that's, that's a whole social experiment right there. Yeah, social yeah. experiment. <laughs> um, you know, I re- I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. I know I enjoyed dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, after my mother died, I took dancing a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. Your mom was a dancer? Um, no, she just was a huge part of my life. Right. And her not being around so suddenly just kind of... I need to find different ways right. to cope. Right. We're healthy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so dancing became a very main source of that. Right. Um, it got even deeper as a close friend when Bing died. Mm-hmm. It became even more serious in terms of, okay, I really need to do something that will keep me positive, positive yeah. in all things that I do. Mm-hmm. And dance just became that kind of friend of mine. And the teachers saw that change in me as I got older, that I took it a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I was in Form 6, everybody around me was doing SATs and applying for university. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so what are we going to do, guys? And then I was like, well, you know, maybe I want to dance. So I applied. One of my teachers in the dancing school helped me apply for schools and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And from going to Canada to do my undergrad, I still wasn't sure which path I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was allowed to, from the third year, kind of separated between teaching, performing, and choreographing. And I just found that choreography was where I was able to truly get out anything in my brain that was still stuck there. Right. So it's kind of been my own therapeutic session. And so you went to your, to your, under, your BA is in choreography? My BFA is in dance right. from York University. Okay. And then after that, you went on to pursue... A master's, but not for many years. Not until so I graduated in two thousand and nine mm-hmm. from my undergrad, mm-hmm. and so that's why this year will be the ten year celebration because I'm counting it from then. Right. And then in twenty, when I came back home, I started to teach at Maria Regina as well as back at Caribbean School of Dancing, and I just found myself getting into too much of a routine, and I needed something to kind of shake it up, invigorate my yeah. creative spirit. Yeah. And I also Same just, thing we just talked about. Sometimes <laughs> just get like just monotonous and flops, yeah. yeah. And that's not good for your creative self. No. Or for any self, really. <laughs> um, and I also just really wanted a reason to live in London for a while. Okay. So one day, I, I'm not going to lie, I was in Tobago chilling and I just decided to apply for my master's. And I got. How much alcohol was involved in that chilling? A little bit, you know. All right, cool. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just decided. And I didn't think I would get through because I didn't know my worth, I guess. Um, and it's one of the top schools in London for choreography. What so school that's is that? Trinity Le Bon Conservatory of Trinity Music Le and Bon. Dance. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
and I got through, but I didn't have the money to go. Mm-hmm. So I asked them if I could defer it for a year, and I just kind of worked to figure out how I was going to afford this venture because, yeah, it's kind of expensive. And it's multiplied by 10 because mm-hmm. it's pongs you're paying in. And so, yeah, I did my <laughs> master's at Trinity Laban in, when did I get back home? 2017, so 2016 I left for a year. For a year to do it? Yeah. How has your life changed since getting all this qualification? Um, I am not sure. I think well, you're the principal of the school that you were training at, <laughs> so I feel like that had some part to play in it. No, I it did definitely have a part to play in it. Um, that was the aim I had for myself in my life. It just came much sooner than I expected. Yeah, I don't. I'm now. I'm gonna reveal my age. Ta-da! Um, <laughs> I don't. In my in my head, I would have not thought of a th- at the time a 32 year old running a school. Right. I thought it was like a. 50 plus job yeah 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 it's like a definitely an adult <laughs> job it's an adult um, adult you know, job I'm not I'm not an adult here adult I'm yeah. just a single I'm just a plain little adult you know start adulthood you know right. you so, know started but that's alright because I mean that means that the people who are whoever put you in the position clearly see something in you that's you know worthy of being the principal of a dance school I guess so you know um, the they mean they're people who I've grown up with so, so they, they have seen you. me yeah. they, I, I think they secretly groomed me to do this when they realize (laughs) I think when they realized that I was so invested in it and it was something I really loved and it's not just about the teaching and whatnot like there's a relationship with my students that I really cherish Mm -hmm. and I think I have a huge role in their lives as well I think they saw different qualities outside of my creative side that um, they tried to keep polishing to prepare me for this role I just didn't realize it until I was already in the role. That's how it is normally work with these things. People doesn't realize what they're doing and what, what what's being <laughs> done to them. What's being done to them until it's already done. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your relationship with Lost Tribe real quick. So I decided once that I was going to stop playing carnival. Why? For anybody who's listening to me, this is a shocker. <laughs> um, um, I guess you love carnival. I do love carnival, but I just felt like it was just becoming like I love the party part of it. The lead up, I the fest, yeah. yeah. But the road part was just becoming a little too much for me. I felt like I was a little bit stifled, mm-hmm. and I considered, well, why not spend my money on something else? Fat to look at fat, and then go and do something else. The minute I decided this, I got a phone call from a friend Valmiki Maharaj. Who is the creative director for Lost Tribe? Mm-hmm. And he was like, Hey Gil, I wanna throw something at you, like I wanna talk to you about this idea that I have. Yeah. And I was sold immediately because growing up I saw my aunts and uncles and my parents play minchal and yeah, thing. Yeah, proper yeah, yeah, minchal yeah, yeah. people. And as a child I always wanted to be a part of that kind of carnival. Yeah. But by the time I was ready to play mass, it was all bikini and feathers down. So <laughs> Um, I enjoyed every minute of that part of my cannibal experience. But yeah. you um, wanted more. I was I was happy that there was a pathway for me to do more in cannibal. Right. So I became involved in terms of Val wanting to make sure that we had an actual stage presentation that would depict the story or the theme that we are focused on every mm-hmm. year. And that has been my rule um, with Metamorphosis Dance Company. I use the dancers from the company and I kind of work with Val to develop whatever theme we're working on that year for both the band launch as well as the on the road presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never easy. <laughs> um, it's always hard when 
people have different ideas of what a theme should be. Right. Um, but, but that's it, why you have a creative director, no? Correct. Right, correct. Right. Right. Um, but I do think over the years I've been given a little more leeway in terms of. Well, Gil, I don't know if you heard the show with Valmiki when he was here, Mm-mm. but one of the things he said is that you were his right hand. Um, as far as he's concerned, he can close his eyes and trust you to do. Well, I feel very honored. <laughs> <laughs> you also seem very shocked by that. <laughs> no, I think I do know Val trusts me and I definitely trust Val. But, um, you know, in this life, you just have a lot. I have a lot going on all the time. Mm-hmm. So I really cherish my involvement with the Lost Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that Val has to trust many people in many different parts of it. So yeah. I, Plenty could com- moving parts. Yeah, I Yeah, I could completely understand if he, I am his right hand in terms of the creative yeah, yeah, execution. Yeah. And I definitely appreciate that because I I feel like that is my role in, in the Lost Drive. So, okay. yeah. Do you play Mars, John? No, I have never played Mars. Are you kidding me? Funny enough, as I saw this now, my <laughs> parents were staunch Christians. Really? Both of them. After you just threw away God? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we grew up in a house where that wasn't a possibility, I think. Even watching TV. During carnival thing? In general. Let's oh. watch TV and things with the devil. So but now this explains a lot of your music, though. Yeah. In terms of the style that you, yeah. that you so gravitate I have never, to. I never grew up in carnival. I never grew up knowing mass. Bridget, does that make you feel uncomfortable? No, but I, I've i been in situations where I've had to... When I teach children about carnival and parents are upset at me, mm-hmm. and I try to put it on them as... It, you don't have to be involved in it, but it is a part of our culture. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a disservice to, to children if they're not allowed to at least really know about it. Yeah, so I knew nothing about carnival until probably... I mean, things got a little looser growing up. So, like, when I entered secondary school, mm-hmm. I could have done certain things. So, I ended up playing pan. I was also saying, you live in love until I'm not involved in carnival. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of so weird. So, I ended up playing pan for Southeast. Okay. So, that was my introduction to carnival. Hmm. So, playing school, school, school panorama was my introduction. Just, and then I started, okay, I went. This one is a year, whole different world. I went to, to Juve once. Mm-hmm. I think that was the year. <laughs> my first Juve was probably the year that Big Chuck launched. Ooh, 1997. Boy. Iconic year. <laughs> So iconic year in our history. <laughs> that was yeah. it was different. Yeah, just say, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember, I remember Juve that year because I was actually in Form One. Mm-hmm. We were in Form One that year, and we went Juve morning, and Big Truck was playing, and I remember getting lifted up by a wow. crowd of people. I have no <laughs> idea who anywhere, like nobody was purposely lifting mm-hmm. me up, but just how the crowd was moving. I was so small that they just. Was up in, I was 11 years old, up in the air, just moving through the crowd. And it's like a whole crew of us eh, just going through the crowd. And everybody like, we don't know when we're touching the ground, when we're not, because it's just <laughs> madness. So, so if that if that kind of juve was your introduction to So juve. it was madness. Yeah. It was madness. And then the year, I think it was the year after was Tortoro. Yes. Tortoro, up to this day, they still send me crazy. <laughs> I think, the, I, remember, the, I think that's the one song you don't want to tell your parents send you crazy. No, like... I remember a time on the I can't remember the spot on the avenue. I remember the spot exact spot on the avenue. Uh-huh. They started playing. I remember the Australian um, embassy there on the Tragic Road. Australian embassy on Tragic Road. On Tragic Road, okay. Yeah, Tragic Road. I remember it come on and I remember getting That's down. That's by the corner of Grey Street there. Yeah, right. I remember okay. getting down in the, 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 the madball position. It, it, yes. You assume the madball yes, position. And it was total pandemonium. <laughs> uh, it, like. <laughs> Yeah, so my I I, I came into I'm feeling to the energy of here. 
I came into culture late yeah. in the stage. So as I said, that's why my influences were mainly American American music yeah. because um, when I had to hide to, to listen to any music at all. Yeah, at, at some point, at a point where it's so there was no music in your house. Growing no, up? no, no, not generally. No, my father used to sing in church. So there was at least gospel music. Not even like it's, it's a weird, weird. That's why no singing. It's like, a weird. It's a weird. So yeah. it wasn't. There wasn't like we would hear neighbors playing Jim, um, Jim Reeves, but you, it wasn't like recorded music in the house. So my father wrote songs and sang in church. So that's my basic experience. Was there like, like a that. piano at home or something? Huh? Was no. there like a, a no. any musical instrument nope. at home? Nope, 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 nope. Wow. Nope. Yeah, boy. Um. So, strangely enough, when I I remember going to primary school and people talking about Doctor Who and thing, and I lost because mm-hmm. I don't have TV. Right. I remember taking going lessons and then taking them to go to church on a Wednesday. So it was that kind of regime. Um. Wow. So yeah, music came, sort of. No. Yeah, late. Yeah. But you're here now, right? And yeah, you enjoy yeah. the music. So, so they come with a different experience. They get different things along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so I'm also Dimash Gura, and I would love more, I would love more these great vocalists. These right. Chipsy, Sugarlows, Baron, yeah. um, Men With Truth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sparrow's. Ability to... Um, so, yeah. So, and then playing Panto, I had experiences. You know, you had the song to play for that year. So, my first experience in 1990. Preacher. By... Super Blue. Yeah, I think that was the year that we played. That was ninety. So yeah, ninety one. Yeah. And then we played. I think the song that was before us. Okay. So yeah, two two years. I saw all the different songs or whatever. But yeah, just being an artist. Yeah, that's how important art is, uh, because that's how it tra- the next mm-hmm. is that you play the music when you're doing. Or sometimes out of necessity, and then you end. Yeah. Um, when Delman Warren was here a couple of weeks ago, in Lilliput, it was always a gosh. But by the time the class done, I would say like. Hip hop, as well as a fan of hip hop, right? Yeah. So a lot of artists that I l- got to learn. Where who was producing? J Dilla. J Dilla. Um, uh, um, D'Angelo. Right. Quest Love, that whole right, right, right. movement. Yeah. So I got introduced to Fella through produ- production. Okay. From to feel a cootie. I got introduced to Nina Simone. I got introduced to Because they sampled the crap out of them people. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to learn about all those artists yeah. that I now sing. Of songs. course. And that's how it works, right? And that's it's, how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned from hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I would say the same for me as a DJ. I would mm. go back and have to do homework on some of these songs and realize. And I mean, for me, it came a lot later. Like, with, I got into to that kind of research later, just like you did mm. with our music. Like when when Kanye started sampling Nina Simone and, mm-hmm. and those. Were, I mean, Kanye was sample God, right? Yeah, so boy. he sample everybody, and he would go back and realize, oh, good, where's the song? Where's it's the song? Bad, you know. You know what I mean? Twenty nine years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all of us in this room are over 29 years. That much, that much, I think I can safely say, right? Yes. I can safely say that, right? Okay. Where were you when the coup happened, um, Bridget? I do not recall anything, to be very honest. About I would, the coup? Yeah. I, rem- I, based on stories I have heard, mm-hmm. I know all of my cousins were watching Little Mermaid on repeat. Because <laughs> um, that's what the TV was right? showing. <laughs> um, but I actually think I was in Canada. Ah, yeah, okay. I think... I don't. I. This is my recollection of it. I have no recollection of any of it. Mm-hmm. But if my cousins have very clear memories of it, and I don't seem to recall it, then I probably. Was I remember here? having to visit family in Canada. Okay, where so, were you, John? I was in Belmont playing football. Belmont Junior Secondary Time mm-hmm. playing football with my partners and them. And, and that what was happened? the summer just before. Well, no summer. 
August. The Java. The Java. <laughs> it's Java. That was Java. Oh, he Java talk about it was July August July, vacation. August vacation. I like it. Java. 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 Yeah, Java. Yeah, I love. Yeah. I love it. Um, so it was that time before going into secondary school. Right. So just it, just out of primary school. Just it coming in. Right. So I think results was I think the results was delayed because of the COVID. Interesting. Yeah. I don't remember. Like, I was that too young to remember that part. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had I no coming entrance for me then. Right. It was 12 at the time. And um, so, yeah, we were in Belmont playing um, football. Um, so, we walk up through Belmont, up St. Babs, up, no, up to the quarry. Mm-hmm. And then a neighbor stop us. Hey, yeah, 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 come. Come and see some TV. Man, taking away the thing. And we see any smoke from up by way. Bel- yeah, you can see the building. We can see here. We can see. Clearly, what's going on? So and you could also probably get a view of the um, police yeah, headquarters yeah. So as well. We see everything from where we were. Right. And we saw the guy saw him back on TV. Uh-huh. And this was really exciting to us because remember we're twelve. We not we. Ian realizing yeah, how serious we, it is. This is it's real, a movie. This is real vibe. Yeah, 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 real yeah. vibe. It's the best movie ever. You know what I mean? So thing and then I remember my mom and um, my mom going and talking to loot on my dad or whatever, and she lost her slippers and. They went to loot. Yeah. They had to do the same Christian parents. Well, yeah. Hmm. You know what's going on. I want to meet your parents. Interesting. Well, I mean, that was years after. But yeah, my oh, mom they mean they became Christians years after. No, no, no. I'm talking about that was. But when I talking about the strict times, yeah, I wasn't that time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Strict times were right, right, early right. on, like one to seven. But what was the motivation to go and loot? Is that they thought the country would? But I don't know. Well, uh, I guess I, w- I want to talk to somebody who was looting yeah. to find out why. But you don't know. You know, you find out. Well, you, f- you heard everybody looting, so. So you because know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have real things that I see people doing. <laughs> I was, I I, I, I was, it wasn't like for fridge and thing, and you know, I was like for for groceries. Right. So she went to get. Thing to us eat because because of the assumption so, yeah. they don't know what's going on, so yeah. yeah. going on. Yeah. and you're going to eat food. Eat. Had, you know, yeah, you had to eat. Yeah. So, so it wasn't like they came back with a fridge or and it wasn't like none of but, that. But let me be real, they had people who were totting TV and fridge. Yeah, not, that, that was it not had, necessities. It had people was doing that, but I don't think. No, I remember came. I remember I seen Kalaloon tin for the first time. Was really cool. I don't think I've ever seen Kalaloon tin. I've never seen it after that. I've seen the other days. I think um, Jalee p- p- posted it. Yeah, yeah. Room. When she was in London, yeah. she had it. Yeah. So um, that was like the second time I saw it. But the first time I saw it, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. So I remember the the groceries, and then I remember the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid on <laughs> so, TV. So, every, so you know, so that was watched. my memory of the, You were of, telling me, you were telling me off here before, even before Bridget came, about your experience um, from living in Lavantel pre-coup versus uh, post-coup. Yeah, it was... To me, um, my boy was twelve at the time, so mm-hmm. I can't remember. I remember it had rude boys. Like I remember it had people that was significantly um, notorious. Like, they were yeah, notorious. Notorious. Yeah, yes. people there was like Barry Brown, whatever. Yeah, you specific yeah, you people. You call them names. Yeah, why well, you okay I mean, calling names? I that's yeah. I told my wife that was nineteen. He's reformed since. Oh, he's he's no longer here. He's buried. Right. right. So I remember like specific people that was thing. I never remember. I wasn't sure about gangs or right. or violence or this one, this this na- this neighborhood against this neighborhood. Yeah, and that neighborhood against that neighborhood. You didn't know about it, go, if it existed. Yeah, if I existed, I could go anywhere. I could go block twenty two. I could go on Picton. I could go there. Mm-hmm. Could then after there was time before nineteen ninety and there was after nineteen ninety mm-hmm. where there were segments. So there's mm. so after know. the after nineteen ninety after the coup. You're saying that there was parts where you know about gangs. You know there was 
this gang and that gang and your cargo there and your cargo here and you and know. these people were the, the, the then, same gangs were involved in the coup and then gonna hear my man getting chop up and thing or plan ass yeah but man getting shoot yeah you know nothing about man getting shoot until until post 1990 mm. okay you know that kind of way so, so you think that some of the guns that they would have used or brought in or whatever yeah, but they was just ended up in end up in all kind of places mm. you know so and you see that from seeing it first hand first hand like you know you heard about my oh, this one get shoots mm-hmm. and that one died mm-hmm. so we, there's a prayer okay and then 2005 maybe when things kind of just went well went all over the place like murder rate was still into the hundred still right still gone no it's 300 yeah, yeah. We and plus and yeah and barely reach half half you know so it, it i remember a time when it was wasn't great but it was better. not as no better i guess yeah. Yeah. i think better is because it yeah. definitely wasn't great <laughs> yeah you know so how how tough is it you do you still live in lavanto mm-hmm. and how tough is it um do you feel as though there's more crime where you live or is um, it that no there's periods of time where where there's escalated yeah. and there's a there's a lull yeah um but um pretty much i guess since two thousand, i mean i've lost so much because I, I became desensitized i guess i think a lot of us have but we, um, we see crime on the papers every day we on the tv every yeah i think it's more n- when people's like oh that is love until the problem or that is love until no 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 Mm-hmm. I think in recent years we've we've had we to accept that it's no longer, no longer a, it's a, no longer a one problem. Yeah. It's a country problem. It's no longer no matter where you are. Yeah. Something is happening. Yeah. So it's no longer red zone or this zone or that mm-hmm. zone. The whole country is this zone. So I was like, okay, I have experienced this before. You know, this is not new to me. Mm-hmm. I've lost friends, um, significant friends, and I've lost acquaintances mm-hmm. i mean that's recently i lost just two acquaintances two acquaintances no i no grew up as little boys who grew up one grew up same age as me mm-hmm. um, was running a shop was working taxi and he's no longer here because of crime he was involved in crime or crime yeah, he was a victim of crime he was a victim of okay i believe okay. i don't know I, I just know the purpose of these so, things are. and you see and this is where, where i get i was got so interested right because people um people have a perspective like we were talking about perspectives right and mm. especially like abu Bakr, um a gentleman whose perspective i'm sure is multifaceted um and i know that growing up we would hear about abu Bakr, the man that was behind the coup and it's always negative the perspective of him is always negative and then as i got older and i started to meet some people who were involved in it from the inside mm. or they were growing up um, amongst the amongst the jamaat yeah. and you talk to them and you realize their perspective was not one of hate or one of violence it was always a order mm-hmm. you know and um that that the coup was a means to an end and it was a means to fight against corruption and a corrupted system and corrupted politicians politicians sorry um and i started realizing that there's such a thing as perspective right so mm-hmm. i did a project in Silots once and i remember some of the community leaders um some who are alive still and some who aren't came and they were just watching what we were doing and when we engaged them we started to realize that these gentlemen care about their community they care about what happens oh, yeah, they do. within their community right so when we see people like uh you know the police wicked and they kill this one and i always see people commenting how come they don't they don't think when this person did when that person did but when the gang leader get killed and a lot of people don't realize that for the community there is a provision of of sorts like yeah. they provide for their community and a provision of safety uh, well more than just safety because the day when i was there the man like i don't want to call names these one of the ones that's still living he came with a bag of fish 
and drop it by by a house and next thing you know this lady there flour seasoning up cleaning the fish and thing and putting it to fry by the time we're ready to leave they're offering anybody who walk past fish mm. you could be hungry have nothing in your house and come by this house and get fish to eat yeah and as a community inside the community now i'm not taking away from all the other things that me <laughs> i mean when you see people who will bank account on their neck is be a whole different story mm-hmm. right but i mean it's just so multifaceted this whole thing that we it's it's a deeper it's a it's a deeper issue um what do I you mean, think the issue is the, i don't know i yeah. can't say i wish yeah. i i wish i knew i wish we knew i wish we would say one day you know what we really don't know what's going on and actually look at it mm. because we just okay this is the problem we need more police or we need stricter police what do you or, think we need um we need to start from the ground up from church from the churn so fire bond the adults they're too they're too far gone um i think some of them are yeah some of them realistically are some of the even i won't say adults or somebody you know mm-hmm. but what i'm saying i think something something simple as 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 sea or common entrance people are already known okay if i'm from this area unless i real bright mm-hmm. i go end up in i'm, I'm nothing you yeah. know they, they, they let you know that you're nothing from from small and a lot of people think that they they they, they don't as long as they, as long as they're not the top 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 in class mm-hmm. they, they they're not gonna be anything to basically just mailing them to kfc and and mm-hmm. other places you know hey do not be kfc i'm not saying we, love we them. need them we need them we need Bridget, as a principal of a of a dance school, how important is art in developing students and children to being better persons? Um, happy today, boy. Um, I have seen. I don't understand. You wanted to come and talk about rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. It's Saturday. You know? Um, I think there's great value in any type of art, not just dance. Um, I have seen children in the dancing school, so. What I love about this school is that we get children from every kind of background. Mm-hmm. And you take it for granted that you have all of these people in front of you and that you are kind of responsible for helping them lead a positive for molding lifestyle. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, until a parent comes to you and says, you know, oh gosh, Miss really see the change in my daughter with this. Or, oh gosh, you know, like just little things that happen that you kind of just generally take for granted. Mm-hmm. You take the home, the home life for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I could speak for me. I can't speak for everybody, but something about art helps you kind of be a little more grounded. It helps you see the world from many different points of view mm-hmm. um, because you get exposed to so many different things at the same time. And it happens without you realizing that it's happening. Um, I appreciate the different forms of outreach through art that I've seen in the country mm-hmm. um, because it gives people... Uh, as I said, it gives it gave myself a channel to express myself positively, right. and it can do the same for others, not just the children, but even adults, people of any age. I think I think for me to going out and interacting with people from other communities, mm-hmm. like I was in the choir, right. So you you not I'm not the only person person from Lamantal there. So there's people from Oxenagasa, people from yeah yeah, yeah. Indian. So you, all over the country, and you get to realize yeah. that people live actually different lives all over the over the place. So you get to see a different perspective mm-hmm. of a lot of people don't understand how how things happen in Lamata, like how the community is. It's a different community. It's like a country in town, mm-hmm. country in town. Mm-hmm. So they have that kind of country community. Yeah, everybody knows each other, everybody close. Because I remember going to my aunt in the city during the holidays, and everybody quiet during the day. Suburbs. 
Yeah, the suburb like, life. You could watch outside and nobody in the streets. Yeah. I swear, because I grew up in Trinity and I remember my whole life being on the streets. <laughs> Two, three neighbors down the road doing self, like, speak or you don't know who that is until they come out and go to work. Uh, they come back and they get in the house and it's that kind of vibe. Yeah. Yes, we would come out in the streets later in the night or after six or five. When the sun go down? Yeah. That's when I have to be back inside. Listen, once that light go on, back inside. <laughs> you know, but it was totally different to the, the life. And 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 away from. Yeah. What is yeah. the life like in Lavantel? It's it's good actually. It's great outside of the the crime. Why you put crime in inverted commas? Well, because it's, it's not because crime. It's, it's just a minor aspect of of the life. You know, it's just one aspect of the life, and it's it's crime in all communities. It does. But I don't think you should put it like if it's a non-existent. Like, it's no, not, yeah, it's not non-existent. Don't pretend like it's non-existent. It's not. It is existent. But what I'm saying. The community life uh-huh. is, is great. We, and it's more than just the crime. It's more than just the crime. We right. come out and we hang out. We lime on the block. You know, we... What do you do when you lime on the block? What, that's, that's something I've never... Talk, I never understood, right? Talk. You don't go in the, you don't go in the barbershop? No, we just talk... No, we do that. Barbershop is where the block is. Okay. We just talk... In ba- so, there's trim here anything on the block? No, no. We just talk... I just never, I never got it. I never, I, I never got like into the most lifestyle of, my, of, most of my youth sitting down outside. Out and sit on the block and we just talk I can't, I can't bring myself to leave my house Debate. to go and sit down on the corner we, and have, hope have, for a lime. Have, no, we lime in. So, you know so the intention is to come out of lime. Right, but like, okay, so if you leave your house, is it that you call your brethren? No, we know we're coming out at this time. Everybody Everybody just know? Come out. Yeah, so come the first time it happened, the first time it happened. I can't remember the first time it happened. That's the one I want to know about. We come out, we end up, everybody leave the house and come out on one specific spot. I mean, like, I mean, and that's but if you look at pictures of Trinidad, like, like all back my in partners, the day, yeah. it's always people just outside. Lime in a corner. And that's something I genuinely miss in life. Like, I feel I'm you glad used to that corner too? not really the corner, <laughs> but like, I, I understand what you're saying in terms of like in my apartment complex now, I yeah. literally know no one and I've been there for over a year. And but how often are you home? You just tell me about how much jobs you have. This is true, but in the entrance and exits, right. it's very like um, hello, like you say, it's like, good morning, good evening. Good day, good day. Yeah. Nobody answering. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, bye, I gotta go. I all mean, people they, don't answer. Some, there's most people. That's do. just rude people. That's yeah. different. But in, I find generally, like I am the type of person. I don't really need to talk to everybody, but if I'm walking down, if I'm walking in town or wherever I'm walking, anybody who passes by me. And make some kind of eye contact. All right, good day, morning, afternoon. Yeah. If I travel and I can, I'm actually good day, everybody. If I walk into the bank, okay, morning, everyone. Mm-hmm. And you see the difference because when that used to happen before, people, everybody would respond. And now everybody is just so on edge. Or on the phone. On the phone as well. Mm-hmm. That they just don't have time to answer. And I miss being able to, like, there's a bench at the corner, like one of the first corners in St. James. That I've always just wanted to go and lime by. Opposite courts? Yes. There's a Varasta monster down there. I just want to lime yeah, on that block, bench. Block, 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 block. Yeah. Like, oh, we, have a, we have a specific block. So we, there's my partners, we just lime on a specific block. Call it small talk block. Because we always... Small talk. Small talk. <laughs> like, it's always just <laughs> some debate. It's some, something we are doing. It's yeah, football. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's basketball. We come from the court, we sweat. Yeah. And we, after we sweat, we sit on the block and we just talk. Stupid. So hours and then... They till morning. Mm. Interesting. You know, we stay till morning, just talking. But, like their version of the block would be our vision then of alignment on the porch or alignment on the gallery. When I go online in St. Augustine now, we inside the doors closed. And is that different? Like, I, I just don't see enough. And is it, you think it's a matter of feeling safer? 
Well, for my aunt, it definitely is. I would. I prefer to go outside. Yeah. But after certain hours, she's like, can you all lock up the house and lime inside? I don't mind if you're liming, but I, she feels more safe that we're inside. Because okay. where she lives is safe, but yes, there's been... There's crime everywhere, there's like been, Johnson. There's yeah? been stuff by the corner, wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And funny enough, the police will pass and know that our section of guys... Uh-huh. Or they're not on nothing. So, so we wouldn't get up down or whatever. Yeah. Cause they know we our it's just small talk. Is, it's just small talk. It's just small talk we on. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. they might have guys on the other corner that you know. Not so much on the talk. They they, they not, I mean they're talking a lot. They have their brother their own brotherhood and their own their conversation. Their own conversation different. I'm just saying I'm not saying what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Cause it wasn't on that block. And that's not block. But I know my 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 partners and then we we legit. We all stay for each other chair and so it's a, it's a brotherhood, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. we're on the block and we feel safe there mm-hmm. because if it's one thing, you know, they're not on us. Do you yeah. think Trinidad could ever get back to that, that, that sort of place, that sort of comfort I don't level? know, but it would need some... I some have faith, but it is not a... I do have them kind of faith. No, I John, you seem to not have a lot of faith today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, I'm not saying um, they would need some sort of serious... Overhaul. Serious so shaking up. It's not a overnight Yeah, it's not a. It's not a. But I think we we get fed all the negative and very few of the positive that still happen. Fed. Yeah. You mean like, like in, in the media, media in news? Like right. it, it's we, we. How impactful is the music on that? On that um. Um, I think as I was explaining to Matix the other day on on that next, um, I think the music is a reflection of what's going on. Um, but there are plenty of things going on. They have both good and bad going on. Yeah. But there's only bad music that gets played. Correct. Well, actually, there's no balance. There's, the that <coughs> is my biggest and problem. To, um, you would. I was. I was saying to myself the other day that it's a reflection of the society. So, if if um, like when you're young, because a lot of the music is young music. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you want the grimiest things. That you like the grimiest things. When I was, I remember when I was young. Bhutan and 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 these things was so appealing to me. Yeah. Because it was what so. What about it was appealing? It was so raw. It was so so not polished. It was, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're excited about the unpolished stuff again. Again, my mom was at twelve. Yeah. Seeing the, the the city burning was vibes. It was exciting. <laughs> I mean, we don't know how serious it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to us, that is like it's like watching a kick, a kick up. Yeah. It's like watching a kick up. You mm-hmm. want. As a, as a certain age, you, that vibes is 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 what you like. You yeah. like that grammy. I yes. understand. I get you. I, I remember you. I, that period in time at school. I didn't want to. I didn't want nobody to know. I think slows you mad. <laughs> 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 that ain't cool. <laughs> that ain't cool. I I like super cat and and, and that is all super cat and, and buju and mm-hmm. and um. But less and less and thing because yeah. it's the grammy things. You you you're more attracted to that as a youth. So mm-hmm. that is why you'll find it more popular because the youths they direct more of them the music to the youths and the message to the youths. So how do you direct your music in dance class then, Bridget? Um, what kind of music do you play for the children? I definitely have to sit down and pick and choose what I play. Right. Um, I stay away from anything, even though songs that I might enjoy when I go out in the public forum. Mm. Um, I stay. I stay away from. I literally don't play dancehall in my classes. Okay. Um, I. Not even the chronics. To be fair, I am. I. I don't play. I no. I don't. I don't play. Well, if it's a ballet class, obviously I'm playing classical music. Right. Um, 
I real old soulish, so I tend to play older music. Mm-hmm. If it's carnival, again, I would play older soca. Mm-hmm. Again, I still have to pick and choose that because they can everybody whine and jump, but how hard we whine in kind of situation. Yeah. Um, I've I can't say offhand like what songs I would play, but I try to go for things that have no words just to avoid. Yeah, having to edit things. Okay, yeah. I want you guys to do me a favor and think about one of your favorite calypsos, right? And when we come back from the break, maybe we'll play one of each. Uh, and we're going to talk about tomorrow, Bridget. Mm-hmm. Yeah? All right. Yeah. So we'll be right back in a little right, bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about not just an event, but it's a big launch. We'll okay. talk about it just now. <laughs> <laughs>
position, a man in my head. I want him to dead. He said it's my imagination. I know I'm hearing a bass man. It's bam 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 to one o'clock 18 more minutes inside with me and I still have John John and Bridget with me I told them to pick two songs this actually is Bridget's pick the bass man Bridget why why shadow <laughs> why shadow I didn't I didn't pick it because it was shadow <laughs> why why this song this song as a child I sang it in primary school for mm-hmm. a calypso competition mm-hmm. which I probably did not win um <laughs> You're not sure if you won or not? No, you know, like my childhood wasn't so much about the prizes. It was just about the joy and the entertainment. That's good. Um, I really enjoyed my childhood. And good. I just really remember that song as a big part of it. And singing it with my father all the time. And even now, if he had a song, he will send me a little voice note. And, look, your song, Bridget. <laughs> you know, so the song have a little emotional attachment to it. Nice. Yeah. And then, John, you, um, well, earlier I played one of the ones that you picked, Slave, because you're going to be performing it mm. at the show. Um, night um this other one that you picked do you want to explain it to me or to um us, to us? this one uh, i wasn't a fan of before mm-hmm. but then i realized how like being into fallon thing i was like okay this is like this was the vibe of the time now and the message of it um just the sound the production of it to mm-hmm. me was is really attractive i hope this version is a good producer one <laughs> it's, yeah, sure it's a kind of funk yeah, kind of Afro. A lot of his music. Uh, for, well, the song we're gonna play is Brother mm. Valentino's "Stay Up Zimbabwe," and um, I find that a lot of Brother Valentino's music was was fused. Was fused. Very. And I guess very it was the time there was oh. a movement. Uh, the Black Power movement. Black Power movement yeah. that played out. Fella was, you know. Well, instrumental. Instrumental. Literally. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, so the vibe of it is that that kind of vibe now. Yeah. And I like the message and I like, you know, the, the, the production of it. Well, we take it in. Brother Valentino, stay up Zimbabwe. Talk City 91.1 FM. This is John Squared's pick. Yeah, we're just going through some kaiso and having a good time. 15 more minutes to one.
vision Go beyond to South Africa You're pushing my back against the wall I'm calling the tribes of Hannibal I man decide to put on his boots And march to defend his roots Stay up Zimbabwe 12 minutes to go before 1 o'clock uh, So Bridget Well that was John, John John's pick of Are uh, you going to be performing that song as well? On Wednesday On on Wednesday night right? Yeah Alright so again just to, just to recap In case you guys just joining us John John well, John Squared It's fine <laughs> John Squared is having a show at uh, Kaiser Blues Cafe This coming Wednesday the 31st of July Night before the holiday and uh, we were just going through a couple of the tracks that he put on be performing. The On My Way, which we heard, the uh, brand new single. You're singing Angel? Yeah. Am I going to just start out your whole settlers here? Let's just no, no, no. Just, it's, okay. it's like a bit of song, songs too. Okay. So. All right. Cool. Uh, the Slave, which we played earlier. Uh, I would love to see. When I, when you do justice to that song, hmm, sir, people on this radio station have judged plenty for that song. Eh? They just call in with some short pants and the man just going on who mm. sang the best version of Slave. Oh, Bacana best version of Steve I heard was from Nine Manswell and Ralph Robinson. A slower version. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. Well, Nine Manswell is a, is a beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's okay. my favorite version. Okay. I'm not getting into that battle. That's all it is. <laughs> um, Bridget, you have a show coming up tomorrow. I do. Tell us about this show tomorrow. So, tomorrow is B. Wilson Corio The Launch. B. Wilson um, Corio The Launch. The Launch. Mm-hmm. So, it's a twofold kind of thing. Mm-hmm. On one hand, I'm celebrating 
um, 10 years in the dance. And in the game, as the, they say. In the industry. Oh, dear, in the industry. <laughs> um, and on the other hand, to celebrate that, I wanted to do something that reminded me of the past 10 years, the journey mm-hmm. over the past 10 years. Right. Um, but that can continue forward. And so I've decided to launch a dancewear line. Um, in the dance studio, I am known to have nice leotards because I would spend my money on leotards over clothes. <laughs> um, and I just figured, well, if I like leotards so much, why can't I just design the ones that I would like to see? Mm-hmm. Fair. So I started to do that. And this line of leotards has been inspired by some of the dancers from Metamorphosis Dance Company, who I would have worked with when I first came back home in 2009. Mm-hmm. So this weekend we're launching two out of three leotards. The third one will be launched in a couple of weeks, as well as I have some jerseys that sort of commemorate some of the more appreciated works that I've done um, over the years. So. From the from the pieces I've created, some of the photographers would have put together, would have taken shots that have stood out over the yeah. years. And one of the past dancers, Gia, who's now a graphic artist as well as she does her own designs mm-hmm. and light fixtures. She's up for some modeling competition super, as well. Um, super, I wouldn't super say international. Supranational. Supranational. Yeah. Right. Um, so she's then reimagined the designs onto Jersey's. And that those are what's selling. So jerseys yeah. and leotards. Jerseys and leotards for the first line. And of they're product. going to be on sale tomorrow at the Definitely event. At the event is, is happening at the big black box on yes. Murray Street, number at 33 Murray Street. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. $100. $100 to get in. Yes. Okay. And this, um, so this event has clothes on sale, mm-hmm. leotards on sale, mm-hmm. and dance performances. Yes. Lovely. Starts at 6 p.m., you said? Well, 6 p.m. you could come and look around, buy some stuff. The performances will start at 7 p.m. Okay. Yeah. And where can we get more information on that? You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram, B. Wilson Choreo on Instagram and Bridget Wilson Choreographer on Facebook. Uh, all right. And John, how do we get more information on you and your concert, your um, show? And you can follow Instagram at C-I-T-A grandson, Sita grandson. Sita grandson. Is, <laughs> your, grandmother, is your grandmother's name Sita? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Nice. Um, C-I-T-A, CITO. Yeah, yeah, grandson. And you can call me at 3286-993. Um, or you can check the Kai Super's Cafe on Facebook page. Fantastic. Hey, guys, I want to say thank you to both of you so very much. I think this was very interesting. Yes. Uh, I like the fact uh, that you all never met before. <laughs> yeah, strange. <laughs> Let's build some bridges. Let's build some yeah. bridges, guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, you sing music, you dance to music, mm-hmm. and he likes weird, like his music is, he's causing John Squared, right? And Squared is weird. Well, I mm-hmm. heard that too. Right. <laughs> so he, he likes, I mean, I think that, that your music would be very interesting to see some choreography too. Exactly. I actually wanted, I was actually thinking the other day, I should see on my way to choreography so i think you should discuss that well, with bridget. you know mm-hmm. let's hear it let's build some bridges ladies and gentlemen <laughs> right here on the saturday brunch so thanks again guys both of you all the best um but like mm-hmm. i'll be there definitely tomorrow 100 i better be there too <laughs> 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 and john well, i i'm having a party the after party for your yeah, show yeah, is yeah. my party right so yeah. we'll come down to the kaiser blues cafe then we head to the box after again yeah, for yeah, freedom yeah. and wine we did we did we did and all the things on them so guys again thank you so much my pick for today um the last song i'm gonna play today i played it earlier Today being the 27th of July, we um, commemorate the coup. And one of the, the pieces of music to me that speaks about it 
clear as day um i don't know in a reflective way i mean master wordsmith david rudder uh after t penned he penned who say and it deals with it as directly as it can and i know i played it earlier i played the live version earlier so i'm gonna play the recorded version now from the rough and ready album david rudder who say hey guys remember success is not a destination it's a journey so enjoy the journey my name is rocker signing out from saturday brunch enjoy the rest of your saturday short pants is going to be with you guys at two o'clock to take you on for the rest of the afternoon Because under the crescent moon and above the blue. 